The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Kedushin daf Yud Zayin, and we are ten lines from the bottom of daf Tez Zayin Amud So moving along, this is the fourth daf in the sugya of Avodim. So today's daf is going to deal primarily with the mitzvah of Hanukkah. So one of the mitzvahs that the Torah commanded a yid in the context of Avodim was the mitzvah of Hanukkah, which loosely translated meant that when the Evid Ivri finished his term by his Adoin, the Adoin had to send him off with a severance package. He didn't just let him go home. He had to get him off his ground. The assumption was that any Evid that was sold into slavery was poor. It's for that reason that he was sold. Whether he was a Machar like the Torah says, he didn't have any money, he was forced to sell himself into slavery, or whether Bezdin sold it because Venimkar Bignevasai, it boiled down to a man who had a very weak balance sheet and had no choice but to be sold into slavery because of the financial straits that he found himself in. So this person, when he gets sent home, we require the other to set him on his feet and he has to give him a certain amount of money, how much money we'll see, it's a machlikis tanam, three opinions in the Gemara, but the point was, set him on his feet before he sent him home. Now the mitzvah of Hanukkah is mentioned in Parshas Re'eh. We mentioned that the Parish of Avodim is repeated three times in the Torah. It's in Parshas Mishpatim, Parshas Bahar, Parshas Re'eh. Parshas Mishpatim can be broken into two parts. The first part is talking about an Eved Ivri that was sold the by Bezdin, Bezdin. The second part of Parshas Mishpatim is talking about the Amma Avriya. Parshas Bahar could be broken into three parts. The first part is talking about an Eved Ivri Shemachar The second part is talking about the Eved Knani. And the third part is talking about an Eved Ivri that was sold to a guy that was sold to a Ger Toshav. And then finally, Parshas Re'eh is really the counterpart of the first part of Parshas Mishpatim. It repeats a lot of what is mentioned in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim. Eloshen is Chachu by Bezdvarim. There are two that are nishadish in Parshas Re'eh that were not mentioned in Parshas Mishpatim. The first is that the halacha of Sheishanim Yavid applies not only to an Eved Ivri, it applies to an Oma Ivri as well. In Parshas Mishpatim it says, Kisik Eved Ivri. There the halacha is he's supposed to work for six years. Regarding the Oma Ivri, the Torah only says, which means that when she turns 12 years old, she goes home. It doesn't say anywhere that if she was sold when she was four, then she'll go home when she's 10, even before before she's 12, because she worked for six years. The second halacha, that's the schadish in Parshas Re'eh, that's not mentioned in Parshas Mishpatim, and that's the topic of today's daf, that is the mitzvah of Hanukkah. So just to read the psukim inside, and then the Gemara is going to darshan many of these psukim, and then at the end, we'll speak out some raid and some midrashim that relate to the idea of Hanukkah. So it's a few psukim in Perek Tezvav, Seyfi Dvarim, Parshas Re'eh, if your brother or your sister are going to be sold into slavery, the Eved should work for six years. Six years, the end of the six years, says the Torah that when you're going to send the Eved home, don't send him home with empty pockets. Rather, Hanek Tanek Loi, Mitsoincha from your sheep, Umigarnacha from your Tfua, Umiyekvecha from your wine vats. Ashabiracha Hashem Lokecha Titan Loi. From all the bracha that Hashem gave you, you shall give your evidivri. The Zachartan, you should remember Ki Evid Yisabaritz Mitzrayim. That once upon a time you too were an Evid. Vayiftacha Hashem Lokecha. And Hashem redeemed you from slavery. Avodamayinu Lopari Ben Mitzrayim. Okay, and it's for that reason. And it's for that reason that I'm giving you this mitzvah of Hanukha. So it would seem that the mitzvah of Hanukha is somewhat related to the fact that Klai Yisrael themselves were once Avadim Lepareb in Mitzrayim. What's the connection between Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Hanukkah? So we'll see that towards the end of the Dach. And then the Torah continues with the Mitzvah of Nirzah, which is a Chazara of what was already mentioned in Parshish Mishpatim. Either way, that's the Mitzvah of Hanukkah. And now we have a whole Blat Gemara that deals with different Halachas regarding the Mitzvah of Hanukkah. So ten lines from the bottom, the following Avadim are entitled to Hanukkah. Meaning, if you look in the Pasuk and Parashas Re'eh that we just mentioned, it only says the Eved Ivri, that's Yoytze B'Shesh. What if about an Eved Ivri that's Yoytze B'Yoyvul? What about an Eved Ivri that's a Nirtza whose Adon died, as we saw in yesterday's daf, that he too leaves? 
What about an Omer of Ria that's Yotze B'Simonim? It didn't mention anything of that sort in the Brysa, in the Pasuk. It says the Brysa, an Evet that leaves after six years, or if he left after Yovel, even if it was less than six years, or an Evet who leaves because the Adon died, we're applicable. The Amor of Ria B'Simonim, or an Amor of Ria that turns 12 years old, with the Torah says, V'yad Tzachinam, the Halacha is, they are all entitled to Hanakhi. Even though it's not mentioned before in the Torah, the Halacha is, they all get Hanakhi. Avol Be'reach, what about an Evredivri that runs away from his Adon? Is he entitled to Hanakhi? Or the or an Evid Ivri that pays money to redeem himself, the proverbial Guroin Kesef, ain't manikin loy. Says the Brysa, they are not entitled to Hanukkah. Rameyer Rameyer says, It's true that a Bayreach doesn't get Hanukkah, but an Evid that's Yoytzeb Guroin Kesef, he does get Hanukkah. Reb Shimon Oymer, Reb Shimon is a third shita. There are four types of Avadim that get Hanukkah. Three of them pertain to a man, the Gimel Beisha, and three pertain to a woman. We had this on the top of the yom at the end of yesterday's death. But neither the man or the woman get four because if you count up the four, not all four relate to the man and the woman. Three relate to the man, three relate to the woman. Two of them relate to both, and that is Shonim and Yoivol, both an Evet Ivri and Amavriya, a Yoitze Beshesh, and their Yoitze Beyoivol. The other two, one is Simonim, which only relates to the woman, and the other one, the Gemara wasn't sure what that was, it was either a nirtza that's yoytzeh b'yoyvul, or a nirtza that's yoytzeh b'misa sa'adain, either way it doesn't relate to the isha, because only the ish has the halacha of nirtza, the isha does not have the halacha of nirtza. You can't say for, either for the ish or for the isha, and that's one of the four, and there's no Ritzia Beisha, and that too is one of the four. Either way, three opinions amongst the Tanaim, what type of Evet Ivri or Amma Ivriya that leaves his or her Adon's Rishos is entitled to Anaka. Says the Gemara, what's the Makar in the Torah to the Tanaim's respective opinions? Based on the simple reading of Parashas Re'ah, I would have thought that the only Evet that's entitled to Anaka is the Evet that leaves after six years. How do you know different types of Evets and Omas? Two are entitled to Hanukkah, Talmud Loimar. So there are a few extra words in the Pasuk. It says, Ubashona Hashviyas, Teshalchenu Chavshi Meimach. And then the Torah repeats again, Vechise Shalchenu Chavshi Meimach. The word Teshalchenu is repeated several times in the parish of Hanukkah to be marba different types of shiluachs. And not only a Yoytzev Esheish, but even if a Yoytzev Yoyvel or some other way, two you'll be entitled to Hanukkah. Yochshani Marba Bereyach Yoytzev Bereyach Yoytzev I would have thought that if we're being marba everybody, so let's be marba an Eved Ivri that runs away. Incidentally, the Gemara is going to come back to that later. An Eved Ivri that runs away, why is he entitled to anything? If he runs away, you catch him and you bring him back to where he's supposed to be. Since when is Bereyach a new form of Yitziah? But Yochshani Marba Bereyach Yoytzev Bereyach Yoytzev Bereyach it says, The Torah says, Which implies that Rashi says, That you, the Odin, is the one that sent him, as opposed to a Bereach, who clearly the Odin didn't send away, and even the Yoytse Begroin Kesef, even the Evet that leaves Begroin Kesef. This Yitzia was initiated not by the Adoin, but rather this Yitzia was initiated by the Eved, thus it's not considered the Chisashachenu Chafshi Me'imach, and it's for that reason they're excluded from the parasha of Hanak. Rameir argued, and Rameir said, It's true the Bereach doesn't get Hanak, but the Yitzah Begirayin Kesef does get Hanak. And what's the reason? Because he too darshaned the Chisashachenu Chafshi Me'imach, but he thought that only Bereach is excluded from Me'imach. Because the Adon has nothing to do. He's not complicit. He's not participating at all in the Yitzhiya. It's 100% one-sided. The Evid ran away in the middle of the night. The Adon 
had nothing to do with it. But when the Eved leaves Kesef, although it was initiated by the Eved, it wasn't initiated by the Odin, but at the end of the day, if the Odin doesn't accept the Kesef, the Eved can't leave, thus it's considered Shibuchoi Me'imach. Says the Gemara, we have a discussion here amongst the Tanan, whether an Eved that runs away from his Odin is entitled to Anaka or he's not entitled to Anaka, Hashlobabai, the Beirech doesn't go anywhere. Beirech, you grab him by the lapels and you bring him back where he belongs. Tanya, we know that a Beirech, when he runs away, he doesn't just go free, but rather we have to return him back to Zadon and he has to finish his term. Talmud Leimar, it says, I would have thought, even if he became sick, interesting Shiloh, what if somebody is sold into slavery and Leilenu, he becomes sick and because he was a Chayla, he wasn't able to fulfill his obligation. Talmud Leimar, the Torah says, it's extra to teach me that even if he was a Chayla, as long as he was where he was supposed to be for six years, even if he didn't fulfill his obligation, but we look at it as if of the Odin, the Odin did a bad deal, he made a bad investment, but ultimately it's not going to come at the expense of the Eved Ivri, the Eved Ivri is going to go free. So it's for that that the Torah said, he worked six years. And if you didn't work six years because you were a Bayreach, even though six years passed from when you were sold, you're going to have to be mashlim your term. If he was a Chayla, then you have the posture that as long as he was there for six years, he did what he was supposed to do, now he's allowed to go home. But either way, how could there be a discussion of a Bayreach getting Hanukkah? Bayreach is still an Eved. Chayv lahashlum. The discussion of Bereich was when he ran away, and right after he went away, the next day it was Yoival. So now he anyways technically is entitled to a Yitzhiyah of Yoival. So right now, even had he not been Bereich, he would have gone home. The question is, do you say that since he was Bereich, before Yoival, he lost his schus anago? Or, no, who cares that he was a Beireach? He's not getting Hanukkah because of the fact that he ran away. He's getting Hanukkah because of the fact that it was Yoival. And Yoival was going to come whether he was Beireach or he wasn't Beireach. It's with regards to the case where it's anyways Yoival. He just happened to have been Beireach before Yoival. There's a discussion whether now, after Yoival, he's entitled to Hanukkah. I would have thought the apically Yoival. Being that Yoival anyways came, we shouldn't give him this knas. We should to take away his anaka, very nice teretz, v'nanikle, kamash malon, that's the kamash malon that the two tanam, really all the tanam and the mishnah are in agreement, in the b'risa are in agreement, that a b'reyach does not get hanukkah. The b'risa said that I would have thought that an evid ivri that's sold into slavery, he becomes sick, he can't work. I would have thought that he should have to be mashlam after he has his refuah shalema and fulfill his six-year term in the way that it was intended, he will fulfill it when he was sold. Talmud Loima, we learn from the Pasik, Ubashvius Yetze, that he goes home after seven years, even if he wasn't able to properly fulfill his term. Says the Gemara, it sounds like from the Brisa, that even if he was sick all six years, Ubashvius Yetze, it doesn't matter if he was sick for three years or two years or five years or even all six years. That law is always going to be the same. That's what it would seem like from the Stima Sloshan Habraisa. But the Gemara asks, you learn to the Braisa, if he was sick for three years and he worked for three years, then he doesn't have to make up the three years. If he was sick all six years, then he does have to fulfill it. It would seem to be a contradiction between the two Braises. Because the first Braise that we mentioned said, and it sounds like even if he was sick all six years, Talmud Loimar, he doesn't have to fulfill it. He doesn't have to be mashlamit ubashviyaz yetzeh. And here we have a mufurish abraisa that cholokol sheish chayev lahashlam amrav sheishes ba'isa ma'isa machat. The braisa that says that even if he was sick all six years, he doesn't have to be mashlam. It is talking about where at the very least he was able to do something. He was able to do oisa ma'isa achat. He could needlepoint. There was something that he was able to do. Now even though that's not what he was sold, he was sold to do, the intention initially was for him to do some 
more heavy lifting, but being that he was able to do something, there's a concept in the Staff Chasadeu, Ubashvius Yetze, where he was so sick that he couldn't do anything, then Choloshaloish, he doesn't have to be Mashlumit. Choloshesh, he does have to be mashal. But the Gemara asks, how do you even read the second brisa? Gufakasha, Amrit, it sounds like Choloshesh, Vavacholesh, Enchayv Lahashlim, Arbachayv Lahashlim. Three years, that's the max. So up to half, then you don't have to be mashal. If you were sick more than half, more than 50% of the time, more than three years, you have to be mashal. Then Ema Seifo, what did the Seifo say? Choloshesh, Chayv Lahashlim. That only if you were sick all six years does he have to be mashal. Hadalit, if it was less than six years, it was. The same four years. Echayv lahashlam. Achikomer says the Gemara. This how you read the Brisa. Cholod dalit nasa kemisha cholod kol sheish. Gemara very often will edit a Brisa in this fashion. So if he was sick for four years, it's as if nasa kemisha cholod kol sheish. It's as if he was sick for all six years. Echayv lehashlam. Tanu rabbanon another Brisa. Kamemanikimoy. So what's the shear? How much Hanaka? What kind of severance package does the Evet Ivri get, or the Om Evriya get, when they leave Avdos? Says the Gemara, it's a Braisa, a Machlokes Tanoim. Chomesh Sloim, Mikol Min Vimin. So the first opinion in the Braisa is five Sloim from each Min, Shehem Chamesh Esrei Sloim, which amounts to 15 Sloim. Now where do you get these Three minim, meaning five times three. What's the three? It's the three minim that are mentioned in the Torah. The Torah says, V'chisa shalchenu chavshi me'imach, loisa shalchenu reikam, hanik tanik loi, mitzoyincha, from your flak, umigarnacha, from your tfua, umiyikvecha, and from your wine vat. So the Torah mentions three minim, five sloyim from each one of these respective minim. If you do the math, it... 15 slime. Divirame Rabbi Yudai Mershloishin. No, it's 30 slime. It's not 15. Rather, it's 30. And what's my precedence? Where do I get the number 30 from? Kishloishim Shalevet. Just like if a Sharamuid would kill an Eved, the halacha is you'd have to pay the other 30 slime. So too, Hanok is 30 slime. The Gemara is going to discuss what the connection is. Reb Shimon says it's 50, and it's based on a number in the parish of Erechim. If somebody says, Erechioli, or Erech Ploimioli, he's donating a certain amount of money to Hektish, and he's basing it on the fair market value of a particular person. So the Pasik, it's Psukim in the Torah, and then the parish is Bukhukhaisai, says that depending on who the person is, what age group, what demographic he falls into, that determines how much money he's going to owe. The maximum amount of money that a person can be obligated to give hektish based on Erechin is 50 slon. Says Reb Shimon, that's the number. Just like the maximum number in Erechin is 50 slon, so too Hanukkah is 50 slon. Yeah, what's the connection between Erechin and Hanukkah? So the Gemara is going to explain. Either way, there's three opinions. 15 slon, that was Reb Meir. 30 slon, that was Reb Yehuda. And 50 slon, that was Reb Shimon. So the first sheet was Reb Meir. Chamesh slon, mikol min v'min. Sheim chamesh eslech slon, div Reb Meir. Freyit the Gemara, Reb Meir, minyana osalash minon. So the Gemara is nitpicking a little bit on what Reb Meir said. Reb Meir said, it's three minim. Five slime for each man. If you do the math, it's 15. Fake thing, Mayor, we don't need help doing the math. We could do five times three equals 15. Says the Gemara, you know where Mayor said it? Because there's an important halacha that Mayor was trying to say. That the Iker is 15 slime. That Mifzer Hutuloy Mifzerle Mehaimin You can't have it less than 15. However, Vibotzele Michad Mino. But let's say it's going to be less than five, five, five. You're going to have three of one min, seven of the other min, and then five of the third min. Or v'tafile michad. Again, you have three, seven, and five. Less lambda. That's not going to be an issue. So the kpeda is 15. The kpeda is not five times three. The Rishonim do, however, speak out. That from the fact that Rameyer was talking in terms of three minim, you do have to have three minim. It's just the number, five, 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 that's not important. So you need three minim, it has to amount to 15, and that's why Rameir minyana asalash minim, because it was a halacha that we learned from it. My time with the Rameir, okay, now that we clarify Rameir's opinion, what's the makar? Why does Rameir hold five times three? Yalef reikam reikam ibechar. He learned it out from the parasha of Bechar. It says the word reikam right here in the parasha of Anakah, v'chisa shalchenu chavshi me'imach, loise shalchenu reikam, and it says the word reikam in the context of Bechar. Kol Bechar banecha tifteh, that's in Parish's boy. So Malahalon, just like when you're Poida Bukhar, Pityana Ben, Khamish Slaim, Afghan Khamish Slaim. It's five slaim, three minim, five times three equals fifteen. Freight the Gemara of Imakhamish Slaim Mi Kulu. Maybe it's five 
total. Iksiv reikam the besoyf says the Gemara. Had it first mentioned the minim, and then afterwards it would have said reikam kedagam bahashat iksiv reikam bereisha. But the Torah first says reikam. It says loyse shalchenu reikam, and then afterwards it says hanek tanek loy mitzoyncha umigarnecha miyikvecha. So the Torah prefaces the three minim with the word reikam. First reikam, and then the three minim. So the way we read the pasuk is shadi reikam. We take the word reikam and we put it atzoyin reikam agoyin reikam ayekev, and that's why we end up with Reikam, which is five slot per each one of the three minim, and that's 50. Pray to Gemara, how do you know to make the Gzair Shava Reikam, Reikam, Hanaka from Bechar, Venelof Reikam, Reikam, Yolus Ria. There's another place in the Torah where it says the word Reikam. By Oilus Ria, it says, Velo Yero Panay Reikam. That's by Oilus Ria. And the Oilus Ria also had a minimum shear, but its minimum shear was less than five slot. It was Shte Malkasef. So maybe. It's two kesef of tzoyin, two kesef of goyren, and two kesef of yekev. Amakra says the posik that Pshanar and Meir was, because the posik says, Ashebeirachacha Hashem alokecha titein loy. Sahanek tanek loy, mitzoyincha umigarnecha miyikvecha. And then the Torah concludes the posik with, Give Hanaka from the bracha that Hashem gave you. That posik. Or the ending of that pasuk, Ashabiracha Hashem Alokecha, sounds like the Torah is coming to be Marba, Reboy, Beirachacha Hashem Alokecha Titingloy. So if you have an option to darshan Reikam Reikam, and it should be more, or darshan Reikam Reikam, and it should be less, Ashabiracha Hashem Alokecha says, make it more, don't make it less. That is Shitas Rabbi. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Shloish, that the Shira Naka is 30. Just like a shara muad that kills an evan is chayiv to pay shloishim, so to anaka is shloishim. My time with Rabbi Yehuda. How does Rabbi Yehuda work? The connection. Yalef Nesin and Nesin. They learned it out from Gzair Shavu Meyev. Malal on Shloishim. Just like there it Shloishim. It says in Eved Yiga Chasher Oy Amo Kesef Shloishim Shkolim Yitain Ladoinov. It says the word Yitain. And here in the parasha of Hanoka, it says Asher Beirachacha Hashem Alikecha Titan Loy. So you have Gzair Shavu Yitain Yitain Nesin and Nesin. Malal on Shloishim. Just like there it Shloishim. Afkan Shloishim. Vnelef Nesin and Nesin. Meirachin. I have another place in the Torah where. It says, "V'nosan v'chishav le'akoyin as mixas ha'erkecha atchnas ha'yovel v'nosan as ha'erkecha." In the parish of Erechin, it also says the sino. So why make the gzeir shava from Evan? Maybe make it to Erechin. Amal lahalon chamishin. Afkan Chamishin says the Gemara two reasons. Chada number one that the fastem rubalite the fasta the fastem or the fasta. So this is the opposite of what the Gemara just previously said. If you have a choice to darshan more or you have a choice to darshan less, to fastem or to fasta. You always pick the lower number. You don't pick the higher number. So you could darshan the sin and the sino from Eved and come up with a number of 30. You could actually have seen a seed of American and come up with a number of 50. Tafasta muet, tafasta vo'oid, evid me'evid, have a little male. It makes more sense to learn evid from evid rather than learn evid me'erich. And even though they're completely unrelated parashiyas, one's talking about a shara muet, shtoising an evid. The other one is talking about hanoka, but they both deal with Evid, as opposed to Erechen, that has nothing to do with Evid. So that was the second sheet in the Gemara. Rib Shimon Shimon said, Chamishim, the number of amount of Hanako that the Odin has to give is 50 slaim, and it's Kechamishim Shebe Erechen. He learns it out from Erechen. My time with the Rib Shimon. Now we know, Gamar Nesin Nesinim Erechen. He darshan that Kzereshava, Nesin Nesinim Erechen. Malalon Chamishim, just like over there, it's 50. Afkan Chamishim. The aim of a Pacho is Shebe Erechen. How do you know the maximum number that Erechen could be? Maybe take a more minimal number. So he says, Ashabiracha, Ashabalekecho, Ksif. Being that it says in the Pasik, Ashabiracha, Ashabalekecho, that's my so why do you learn Nesina Nesina Me'evet? So on Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara said, why are you learning from Evet? Learn from Erechen. And now the Gemara is saying, why do you learn from Erechen? Learn from Evet. And the Gemara's kasha is based on two reasons. The two reasons that Rabbi Yehuda gave why he learned from Evet are now the two kashas that the Gemara is asking on Reb Shimon, why don't you learn from Evid? Meaning, what are the two reasons that it would make more sense to learn from Evid than to learn from Erechen? Chod, number one, to fast and rebelate to fast, because that's the rule. If you get darshan more, you get darshan less, you always darshan less. V'oid, Evid may Evid, avalei elaf. And also, doesn't it make more sense to learn Evid may Evid rather than learn Evid may Erechen? So the Gemara says, you're right. Reb Shimon's Gzeresh Shava must have not been Nesina Nesina. Because had he had the option to darshan Nesina Nesina, he would have he went to Darshan and Sinai and Sinai Rather, Rabbi Shimon Micha Micha Gamar. He had Exeris Shava. 
with the two words, Micha. Now, it doesn't say Micha in the Torah, but it says Vichiyamuchachicha, which is a lotion of poverty. But either way, the Xerishava is not Nesina Nesina, in which case you would have the option maybe to learn it from Eved. Rather, it's Kiyamuch. It doesn't say Kiyamuch in the context of Eved. It says it in the context of Erechen and in the context of Evedivri, in the context of Hanukkah. And it's for that reason, this is the only Xerishava that he had the option to learn. So either way, three opinions how much Hanukkah. According to Rameyer, it's 15 slum. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's 30 slum. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's 50 slum. Rameya learns 15 slum from Pidyan Aben. Rabbi Yehuda learns 30 slum from Meshara Muid, that's Noigeach and Evadivri. Rabbi Shimon learns 50 slum, he learns it out from Erech. It says the Gemara, Bishlam the Rameyer, Bishlam according to Rameyer, Hainu Dixiv Tsoyim Gerevyak. I understand why the Torah mentioned the three minim, Tsoyim Gerevyak, because it's because of the three minim that we understand the Shir, number one. It's five times three. Additionally, it has to be a little bit of each one of the three minim. El Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Hainu Tsoyim Gerevyak, if all the Hanukkah is a dollar amount, 30 slum, 50 slum. So why did Torah even mention Tzoyim Gerin Yaakov? Says the Gemara, we need it for the following prices. I would have thought that Hanukkah has to be Dafka from Tzoyim Gerin Yaakov. If that's what the Torah says, so you have to give him sheep, you have to give him tvua, and you have to give him a good bottle of wine. Maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you don't have the option to just give him money. Minai, the rabbi's called over. How do you know that it's not that way? So the beginning of the passage is, and then the Pasik concludes, So that end of the Pasik is marba that anything that you have bracha from, you can give. If is Why did Terry even mention it? To teach me, Just like these three things are unique, that they are bichlal bracha. Rashi says, what does it mean that bichlal bracha? Bottom Rashi, a sheep procreates. And gedulei karka is the same way. So too, you could only give the Hanukkah from something that's bichlal bracha. As opposed to money, cash, that doesn't in it of itself procreate. Right? You can't stick money in the ground and expect something to grow. It's just not the way it works. Divri Reb Shemin. That's Reb Shemin Shita. Reb Eliezer ben Yaakov Yatsu Prodris. That it's coming to exclude a mule. Mules don't procreate either. Mules are the child, the offspring of a male donkey and a female horse. But they, in it of itself, don't have the ability to procreate. So it's, how do we know that you can't with a mule or with cash gelt. It's learned out from this drosha. It says, It has to be something that's part of a rava. It's not part of a rava. You can't be a yaitzav. Reb Shimin, who was memait ksofim, not prodois. Why wasn't he also memait prodois? Because prodois meshabcham bigufayu. Because prodois, even though they can't have children, but they themselves have bracha. They start off young, and then they get bigger, and they get stronger. So they, in and of themselves, get more value with time. There's bracha in the mule itself. Virabliyazah ben Yaakov, who was memait prodois, not kasev. Where's the bracha in kasev? It's not true. You could put it in the bank and you can make an interest rate. You can always do business with it. So even though you can't stick it in the ground and expect it to grow, but money can earn money, and as a result, it's considered part of a rava. And the Gemara says, Vitzricha. Okay, but to teach me these drushes, I need tzoyin, goyrin, and yakin. We know now why the Torah singled out certain items. Because you can't be Makai the Mitzvah with everything. It's not unique. It's not specific to tzoyin, goyrin, and yakin, but it has to be somewhat doymet to tzoyin, goyrin, and yakin. But why did I need all three to teach me this? Allah says the Gemara. Because the Gemara had only said, Then you would have thought, it's not enough that it's part of a Rava. It has to be part of a Rava. It has to be Bali Chaim. It has to be something that has life. Even for Gedulei Karka is also good. Because of Gerin had it only said, Gerin Havamin, I would have thought Gedulei Karka and Bali Chaim. Tavke Gedulei Karka. Not Bali Chaim. Because of Rachman had said, Yekev Lomari. Why did it say Yekev? Lamar, according to one man, Lamar Lamute Prades, meaning, had it not said Yaakov, I would have thought that maybe Prades and Ksafim are both included. Because on one side, there is Bracha. Ksafim, you could do Iska with it, and Prades, they themselves get stronger and they themselves grow. Because the Torah said Yaakov, Yaakov is now coming to be somewhat exclusionary. So, 
where you would have thought maybe be marba, maybe be mamayit, teaching me that there's something else that needs to be nesmayit, either kasef or prothos, that's a machoikis tanoim, Rab Shimon, Rab Rezvan Yaakov, which one we exclude. And one final b'raisa on the topic of Hanukkah, Tonu Rabbanon. It says, Yochol, I would have thought, based on reading the Pasuk, that nisparich bayis beglolim anikim that if the Oden actually had bracha in his house because of the Evedivri, so he bought this Evedivri, and since he bought it, business is booming. So you could have thought that maybe then, manikim like, but what if the house didn't have any bracha as a result of this Eved that he bought? Maybe a manikim like, because again, if you read the Pasek, it sounds a little bit like, being that the bracha, came from the Eved, that's why you should give it. So is that true? Talmud Leimer, Hanik, Tanik, Mikhal Makan. Hanik, Tanik, double Lashen. Why did Terry use a double Lashen? To teach me that you always have a mitzvah to give Anaka. Whether you got bracha because of the Eved, you didn't get bracha because of the Eved, don't start being medayik, asha biracha, asha malikecha. What you need to know is Hanik, Tanik. You just give Anaka, that's your job. Im ke ma Talmud Leimer, asha birachacha, hakolafi bracha tela. You know why the Terry said it? Not to be mekel, to be machmer. To say that, let's say, since you bought this Eved, Every business is taka booming. You're doing really, really well. So it's only fear if you share some of that wealth together with your evid. So there's a bare minimum amount of anoka. That's the three shirim that were mentioned in the Bryce of Aleph. But to the extent that Ashabiracha Hashemalekecha says the Torah titen loy, you should share it together. With your people. No, Blazban Zar says, no, it's not the way you read the Pasik. You know how you read the Pasik? Literally, it says, And what if this Yid, since he bought the Evid every Nestaf Chasadeh, he really he's had a few bad years, then you don't have to give him anything. Isn't there a double lush and hanik tanik? What does that mean? No, the Torah sometimes talks that way, but don't get excited from that, and you certainly can't base any halachas from the fact that there's a double lush in the Pasuk. Exhale. So just a little bit of raid on the mitzvah of Hanukkah. So in the beginning of the daf, we spoke out the psukim in Parshat Re'eh that deal with the mitzvah of Hanukkah. One thing is clear in the parsha. The Torah says again, Don't send them out with light of Gatesha. Rather, there's a mitzvah says the Torah, you should remember, that once upon a time, you too were an Evan in Mitzrayim. And Hashem redeemed you. It's for that reason, it's for that reason, says the Torah, I'm giving you this mitzvah because you yourself were once avodim lepari b'mitzrayim. And Rashi quotes us a free that says, Maha kesher, and again, this is good in Yonah D'yema, Maha kesher, between the fact that Kla Yisro were once avodim lepari b'mitzrayim to the mitzvah of Anoko. Zok Rashi, you know what the emphasis of that pasuk is? V'zachar t'kyeved o'yiso v'henakti l'cha. And you too, when you left Mitzrayim, you had Hanukkah. You didn't get Hanukkah once, says the Sifri. V'shonisi lecha. I gave it to you twice. What were the two Hanukkahs? Bizas Mitzrayim, u'bizas hayom. V'af ato, says the Sifri, you too should give Hanukkah. And again, not once, but twice. Hanek u'shneloi, give Hanukkah two times. What do you see in the past? Give Hanukkah two times. So the Mechaz Chinuch, and the Chinuch were very bothered. Pashit Hanek Tanek. Our Gemara had a different drasha for Hanik But either way, the emphasis of the Zacharto ki Evid Hoyiso Beretz Mitzrayim is not just remember that you were once slaves, specific to the mitzvah of Hanukkah. The Yidden, when they left Mitzrayim, they got Hanukkah. Says Rashi, not once, but they got Hanukkah twice. They got Hanukkah, there was Bizas Mitzrayim, there was also Bizas Hayom, and it's for that reason, says the Torah, Af Ato you should give your Evid the same thing. So what's this Bizas Mitzrayim and Bizas Hayom? We hear a lot about it. So just very briefly, number one, the Pasek in Parsha's boy said that as the Yidah will leave in Mitzrayim, Hashem comes to Moshe and tells Moshe, tell the Yidin that before they leave Mitzrayim, they should borrow gold and silver and tell the Mitzrayim, we're coming back. So we're borrowing it, we're not taking it. And like this, when they leave, they're going to leave with money. 
So the Pasik says, they followed Moshe's instructions. So what did they take? They took gold, silver, usmolis, clothing. They literally emptied Mitzrayim. They walked away with everything. That was the Bizas Mitzrayim. The Bizas Hayom, just one interesting Rashi. In the Parshas Bishalach, so Oz Yosh and Moshe, and then Miriam, Vatikach Miriam, Hanaviyah, Achoy Saharoin. So Klai Yisrael sing Shira, the men, and then afterwards the women. And right after the Shira, the very next Pasik, Vayasa Moshe as Yisrael Miyamsov. Moshe forced the Yidin to travel and to leave the Yamsov. Says Rashi, Vayasa, it doesn't say Vayisu, which is usually what it says in the Torah, Vayasa, Hesim Balkarchan. Moshe literally had to force the Yidin to leave the Yamsov. Why didn't they want to leave the Yamsov? The reason is because the Mitzrim, when they went out to fight, they took their gold and their silver and they beautified their Susim. The feds, the horses, with this of Kesev and Avadim Tevis. So they didn't, they were staying in the yam, they were pulling out all this money, they wanted to take it with them. This was the Bizas Hayam, this was the loot that they walked off with from the yam, and it was even more impressive. There was more there than they had by Bizas Mitzrayim. And Rashi quotes Apostlech, That's why Moshe had to be on top of them and he had to force them to leave. You have the Bizas Mitzrayim, the Bizas Hayom, and you have a Rashi tucked away right here in Parshas B'Shalach. The Bizas Hayom was even greater than the Bizas Mitzrayim. It's interesting, in Parshas Lechlecha by the Brisbane Absar. So when Hashem comes to Avram Avinu and he tells him that finally the time has come, you're going to have a child. And one day, your child is going to turn into an incredible nation, and they're going to yarshin Eretz Yisrael, they're going to be, become the Amman Nifchar. But before that, you're going to have to go through a process, a cleansing process. 400 years of Mitzrayim. And then I'm going to judge, I'm going to punish that nation, who is this nation, of course, Mitzrayim. Then they're going to leave. So, Pashit, you always learn. What does it mean? When they leave Mitzrayim, the Yidin do, they're going to leave with a lot of money. As the Pasik says, Now, what's the Pasik? It's in Parshish Boy. It's when they're leaving Mitzrayim. It's not by the Biza Sayom, it's by the Biza Mitzrayim. And that's Pashib Shah. In the Va'achri Ken Yetzu Berchush Gadol. But I saw in Rabbi Yitzchak Sorotskin Shlita Sefer, Vuras Yitzchak, Mesechtis Saita, or we know Mesechtis Saita, so I saw he quote, makes a diak in the Targum Yonison. If you look in the Targum Yonison on this Pasik, Vagames Agoya Sheyavoidu Dona Noichi, Va'achri Ken Yetzu Berchush Gadol. So Rashi says, Dona Noichi Be'eser Makois, Berchush Gadol, Be'momin Gadol, Kamashinem, Va'inatzalas Mitzrayim. Targum Yonison says, Va'uf Yas Amo de Yiflachun Lohim, Dayon Anna, Be'mosom Be'chamshin Mochon. Not ten markers, two hundred and fifty markers. Umin basar king yifkun lecherusa bedichsan sagin. And afterwards, they're going to leave birchush gadol. So not don anoichi ten markers, don anoichi bemosan vechamshin mochon. Two hundred and fifty markers. Look, Rabbi Yisroch, where do you see two hundred and fifty markers? It's poshit. The targum Yerusha means Rabbi Akiva that we mentioned in that gadol. Rabbi Akiva, I mean, I'm shachol makom makos shevigadz rocham etzrayim. He's shachomish makos. Hey, you know that every makos wasn't really one; it was really five. So he learns it from a pot. That's when you're supposed to pour the next glass of wine. In Mitzrayim, it was 50 makas. At the Yam, they got 250 makas. It's posh, it said Rabbi Yisrael. That's what the target means. It means the 250 makas that Rabbi Akiva said of Agadosh al Pesach fame, that when the Yidin were at the Yam, they had 250 makas. That's the Mosan, the Chamshin Machon that Targumenus is talking about. If that's the case, then when the Pasik says, it means the Rechush Godel that they got after the Makus that happened at the Yam, in which case it would be the Biza Sayam, not the Biza Mitzrayim, which Rashi said, So it could be there's a Machloikis 
Rashi, who's quoting a Chazal, and this Targum Yoinesin, how to understand the Achra Ken Yetzir Gadol. Is it the Vayenatzlu as Mitzrayim, or perhaps it's the greater Biza that the Yidin got, which was the Biza Sayam. Either way, when the Yidin left Mitzrayim, they got Biza times two. They got Biza Mitzrayim, they got Biza Sayam. It sounds like from Chazal, the way the Sifri learns this Pasik, that the gather of the Biza was Hanukkah, and that's why in this mitzvah of Hanukkah says the Torah, and just like Hashem gave Klai Yisrael Hanukkah, so too we have a mitzvah, we have a mitzvah to give Hanukkah as well. I'll just tell you something really, really interesting. Mishnah Melech in a drosha, in this classic work, Prosha's Drachim, has a long arichos on this Sifri. This idea that there's a connection somehow between the Bizas Hayom and the Bizas Mitzrayim and the Mitzvah of Hanukkah. And he explains many, many different Chazals based on this. I'll just tell you two Chazals that he explains. There's a Pasik in Parshish Boy. The Pasik says, The Gam Erev Rav Olo Itam, the Erev Rav went together with the Yidin from Mitzrayim, so the Yidin left Mitzrayim, the Erev Rav came along. And when the Erev Rav left Mitzrayim, they left with Soin and Bakar Mik. They had a lot of flock. They went with a lot of animals. That's what the Pasuk says. That's how the Erev Rav left Mitzrayim. So the Mishlo Melech quotes a Medrash. It's a Mechilta right here in Parashas B'Shalach. Zokta Mechilta. V'gam Erev Rav Olo Itam. V'tsoin Ubakar Mik Nekovin Ma'oit. That's what the Mechilta says. And it's a Medrash Plia, Freik the Mishlo Melech. Can Neskayim V'achra Ken Yetzir B'chush Gadol? V'achra Ken Yetzir B'chush Gadol is the Mikne Rav that the Erev Rav left Mitzrayim with. You would argue is Vayinatzuas Mitzrayim, like Rashi brings with Parshas Lachlucha. It's the Biza, Klei Kesev, Klei Zav, the smallest. Why did the... Mechilta say that can't. It's this pasuk right here. V'gam erev rav olo itam v'tzayinu bakar mikta kavimoyit. Zok to Mishal Melech Gevaldik. Because it's mavur in the Sifri that the v'achri kenyetsu b'chush gadol wasn't just a matana. It was Hanukkah. And there's a manda on my Masechtas Kedushan, we just learned it now, Ram Meir, that says that in order to be yoitz in the midst of Hanukkah, you need tzoyin. Goyrin and Yakev. So it's not enough that you have clay castle and clay zav. One of the materials, one of the things that you need is sign. So here you see they have sign. Can this guy in the African Yates or Bechush Gadol? Because without the sign, it in fact would not have been this guy. That's one thing that he says. Another message that he explains based on our sugya says the Mishlo Melech, there's a Sefri. They bring here on the bottom. It's a Medrash Shoichir Toif. The Hillim Perek Kuf Yod Gimel. Moshe comes to Pare as they're about to leave Mitzrayim. We're not leaving unless you tell us. You meshachrer us. If you tell us, otherwise we're not going to go. Frank to Mishlamach, again, it's a Medrash Pliya. Who cares if Pare tells them they could go, if Pare tells them they can't do? Zok to Mishlamach, because we just learned that the Bizas Mitzrayim, the Bizas Hayom, was begather Hanukkah. And the Gemara said that not every Eved that leaves his slavery is entitled to Anaka. A Bayreach, an Ebed that runs away, doesn't get Anaka. Zokta Mishlomelech, that Moshe wanted to make sure that the Eden will be entitled halachically to the Anaka. He didn't want to be a Bayreach. So he told Paroi, Einonu Yoitzimikan, Achetoyme Hareatem Bershuschem, Hareatem Bechoyon, like this, we won't be Begeda Bayreach, we won't be Begeda Bayreach, Al Pihalacha, we're going to be entitled to get what it is we're supposed to get. Just one final Ha'ara on this note, and that is, is the Gemara Mesach to Soita that. The Gemara says as follows. Take a look at how much Moshe Rabbeinu loved mitzvahs. All the Yidin, when they were leaving Mitzrayim, what were they busy with? Bizas Mitzrayim. They're busy borrowing gold and silver. The Moshe Rabbeinu, what was he busy with? He was busy with the Atzmois Yosef. He wasn't busy with the Bizas Mitzrayim. Instead of being busy with the Bizas Mitzrayim, he was busy with the Atzmois Yosef. And all the Achreinim ask that, what do you mean? Had Moshe Rabbeinu been busy 
with the Bezos Mitzrayim. He wouldn't have done a mitzvah. Bezos Mitzrayim was a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to take the Bezos. Hashem told Moshe, and make sure that they walk away with the Bezos Mitzrayim. Why would that be any less of a mitzvah than the mitzvah of the Atzmas Yosef? So the Rav in the High Street Shul, Rabbi Shua Yisrael, said a beautiful pshat. He said it more by Richos, we'll say it more by Kitzer, based on the Gemara that we just learned, that the Bezos Mitzrayim was a Din Hanoko. So Yesh Loimar, that who's entitled to Anaka and Evid. But someone that doesn't work isn't entitled to Anaka. Shevet Levi, we know, were at Nishtabi Mitzrayim. They never had to work. Moshe Rabbeinu was from Shevet Levi. That means Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have a mitzvah to take Bizas Mitzrayim. Had Moshe been busy with Bizas Mitzrayim, he could have done it. But the mitzvahs had not and the mitzvah he wanted in the Kayan. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to be busy with the Bizas because he's not getting a mitzvah if he does Bizas. He wanted to do something for which he gets a mitzvah and therefore he was Isaac in the Atzmas Yosef and that's what you see in Moshe that Chacham Lev, Yikach Mitzvahs, we're going to leave some good rate on the table, but we need to do what we do. So we turn our attention from the mitzvah of Hanukkah to another halacha, and that is Yerusha Ba'avadim. So an Evid Ivri sold into slavery, and now his Odin dies. So what happens? He goes free. So we saw some of these halachas randomly in the first few dafin. This is the Bryce right here. Evid Ivri, Oyved Asaben, Ve'ene Oyved Asaba. So halacha is as follows. If an Evid Ivri's Odin dies... So if there's a son, then the evidently works for the other son. But if he doesn't leave over a son, he leaves over a daughter or a brother. And Amavriya has a different Shulchan Aruch. If her Adon dies, she doesn't work for anybody. Even if she leaves over a son, she's Yoytze B'Misa Sa'adon. Hanirza, the same is true for Hanirza, V'hanimkar Lo'evet Kechavim, or a Yid that sold to a Gertoysha, so is there Yerusha when it comes to Avodim? There's a short answer. Yes, only by an Evid Ivri who leaves over a son. Uh, a Mavriya, or a Nirza, or an Evid Ivri that was even sold to a Gertoshev. There's no halacha of Yerusha at all. Where is it ever in a Geya, Din Yerusha, by Avodim, an Evid Ivri who leaves whose Odin dies, and there's a son. I'm a married. How do you know this? The Only work for you, the Odin himself, but not for his Yerush. Maybe it means for no one, not only for a random Yerush, but even not for the son. When the Pasuk says, when it says, work for six years, it sounds like work for anyone. In other words, the Gemara is saying there's two psukim. One would seem to include more than the other, and one would seem to exclude more than the other. Sheishonim, Yavoid, work for anyone, either the other or someone else. That would seem to exclude only for you, only for the other, not for anybody else. How do you reconcile these two psukim? If there's a ban, that's Sheishonim, Yavoid. If there's no ban, then it's vavodcha sheishonim. Ha mani mekayim vavodcha sheishonim lechavod lo liyosh. Maros rabbi says haben loitzi as habas loitzi as ach. Frank the Gemara, how do you know to be marba from sheishonim yavod that work for the sun and to be moitzi the ach or the bas from vavodcha? Says the Gemara makes sense. Marba ni as haben she came kon tachas oviv liyada. There's two parishes in the Torah where we find that a person's son is treated like his father. Number one, Yiyod, which is in this very same context of Amma Avriya. The Allah is that when an Amma Avriya was sold into slavery, the Odoin had a mitzvah to marry the Amma Avriya. If he doesn't do the mitzvah, then there's a mitzvah for the Odoin's son to do it. So you see that the son is considered like the father. The other place is Teachuzah. It's a very special area in Halacha, called being maktish steyachuza. If somebody's maktish steyachuza, then he redeems it. So depending on whether he redeems it or somebody else redeems it, there's different halachas. He, he, a person's son is treated like the father. So you see two places in halacha where the son is treated like the father. So just like the son is treated like the father regarding Yud and Steyachuzah, so too it makes sense regarding Yerushov and Eved Ivri that the son would be like the father as opposed to the brother. But I'll find you a place where the brother is more like the brother. Where's that? Don't you find in the midst of Yibum that two brothers are treated like one? The Gemara gives the perfect answer. 
Klum yesh yibum, elba makim she'en bet. If there'd be a son, there'd be no yibum. What's the whole point of yibum? Lahakim lahachav shem. When do you have to be lahakim lahachav shem when there's no son? But if there's a son, there is no makim for the brother to come in place of his brother. So who then is more like the father? It's more the son like the father than the brother like the brother. Hayesh ben and yibum. Because the Gemara asks, why do we even have to say this? A great chap. But why do we even need this chap? Without this chap, you would have thought that a brother is better than a father. Even if the parish of Yibam is a raya, that a brother is better than a son. He's more like the brother than the son is like the father. But that's only one parasha. We had two parishes where the son is like the father. You had Yiyud and you had Steyachuza. So the Gemara says, so isn't two better than one? Why do they need this chap? Yibam says the Gemara, the truth is that we don't have a Mephurish raya anywhere, that the son is like the father by Steyachuza. The only reason the son is like the father by Steyachuzah, it's all based on the same sugya. Just like we know the son is like the father by Yavid Ivri, we know that the son is like the father from Steyachuzah. Meaning, without the sugya, maybe the brother would have been like his brother, the Steyachuzah, not the son like the father. Because it's all predicated on the son always being better. Because One final Gemara. So the Om doesn't work, not for the son, not for the Daughter. So after the Torah mentions the Allah of Nirza in Parshas Re'eh, it says, And we are makish in Omar of Ria to a Nirza. And man Nirza in Just like a Nirza is Yoytza Lecherus, but Misa Sa'ada, and she doesn't work, she doesn't not work not for the father, not for the brother. Af. Is that really what that pasuk is coming to teach us? That she's yoytze b'misas adon. I mean, boy, look at the Tanya. I need to teach me another loch of afla moschatas achin lahanik for Hanukkah. Again, it's in Parshas Re'eh in the Parsha of Hanukkah. Maybe it's not coming to teach me that there's Hanukkah. Maybe it's actually coming to teach me that there's a loch of nirtza by an omavriya. So from there we know of a loch of omavriya. So I know already that an Amavriya doesn't have that loch of Nirza. Hamani Mekayim Vafla Moschatasikim can't be coming to be Marba Nirza, but rather Lahanik. It's coming to be Marba Hanoko. Either way, Vafla Moschatasikim is teaching me that an Amavriya, like an Evadivri, gets Hanoko. It's not teaching me that an Amavriya, like a Nirza, is Yoytzeb and Misas Odin. So the Gemara says it's not true. It's teaching me both. My Tasa. If we only wanted to learn one drasha, would have said va'afla moschaken. Va'afla moschatasaken. Shamim minatarti. We learn two halachas. Either way, we have an interesting halacha. There's a din yerusha by evadivri, but it's specific to an evadivri as opposed to an evadivri and a nirtza, and it only relates to a son. So if the father dies, he leaves over a son. The evadivri works for the son, but if he leaves over a daughter or a brother, they're not. Zokta minchaschenoch. From this gemara, it's mucha. That when a father dies, this that is halacha, that the evidivri works for his son, is not working midin nachlis. Because if it was working with the regular halachas of Yerusha, it would make no sense that you have Yerusha for the son, but you don't have Yerusha for the daughter and the brother. Either you have the parish of nachlis, or you don't have the parish of nachlis. How then does it work? It's a new halacha. That when an evidivri is sold to a person, there's somehow a mechira to him and to his son. But says the mechaschenoch, it can't be that this is a parish miyuchedes of nachlis that relates to the son and not to any of the other Yarshim, because that doesn't make sense. Lamay nafkimino says the mechaschinach two nafkiminas. Number one, if this is a bechar, is he noitol pishnayim? Let's see, there's two sons. Does the bechar, and three have other. So does the bechar take two and the uh, pashut? The other son only take one. If it's working midine nachlis, then there's alocha pishnayim. If it's not working midine nachlis, then there should be a maila in the bchar over the other son. Or Rabbi Yechem break his halacha. A father can manipulate which one of his children should yarshin. If the father says, ben ben abonim, this one, yeah, that one not. If it's going with Dine Nachlis, then he has a right to do that. That's Rabbi Yechem break his halacha. If it's not working with Dine Nachlis, not. Another Nachgemenian would maybe be the halacha mitzvah l'kaim divrei ames. We speak out the Tajbits all the time. The mitzvah l'kaim divrei ames doesn't just mean that a father at his deathbed could tell everyone to do. Tajbit said, ain't shiltem v'yem amavas, his classic pun. Person doesn't become a melech right before he dies, he can start telling people to jump and do things. Rather, it's omidine nachlis. So, if there's a hilchis yerusha and that's why the son yarshins, so you would have the halachas of mitzvah kind of If not, you wouldn't. Either way, more of them tomorrow.